Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We often spend these 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church as we interview our members and other friends of the ministry. We always start by personally inviting you to church this Sunday. Now, we do have two services. The first is at 9 a.m., the other at 11 a.m. We'd love to see you at either. The service is also available via live stream. That's at 11 a.m. You can find that on hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, Ephesians 4, on the responsibility of the church. By the way, we also have Korean and Japanese translation during that 11 a.m. service. Let's begin today's Harvest Time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Half a day, Chris. We are finishing up this Sunday a little four-week series on Ephesians chapter 4, as you mentioned, the responsibility of the church. We've been talking about this theme that we've initiated at Harvest for the coming year, and it's a little bit different than some of our other themes. It's just four words. It's come, grow, serve, go. Uh, but I think it defines for us what we're supposed to be doing as a church and how, how we want to go about it together. I was thinking for somebody that might be listening uh, to this today and talking about the service, I'd introduce this Sunday in this way. If you're saying, you know, I just feel like I'm stuck spiritually, what should I do? This would be a great time for you to come to Harvest because that's really what we're talking about. What, what are the steps that we need to take in order to, to uh, follow Christ, in order to be in relationship with him where we're growing spiritually? And so I want to invite you to come. I think you'll be challenged with just very practical teaching from God's word. And I, I know that you'd be welcomed warmly. And uh, so we want to invite you to come this Sunday. Well, I'm really honored to have uh, in our studio with me and having a conversation today, Dr. Dustin Prinz. Dr. Prinz is uh, a member at Harvest, along with his wife, Daisha and their family. He's also a medical physician here on island. He's a medical staff president at uh, GMH uh, in private practice and working along with a hospital. I don't know how all that works, Dustin, but I know you're involved in a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and for first of all, welcome. Thank you very much, Pastor. Good Dustin and Daisha are very active in our church community here at Harvest. Um, as well as active all across uh, the island and a lot of things. Daisha has a teaching background, right? She does. Yeah. She does, yeah. And now at home with a, you know, a boatload of kids uh, in your house, Dustin and Daisha have both served in many areas at our church. Du- Dustin served as a deacon. They've uh, ministered in a number of different ways as teachers. Both Dustin and, and Daisha have both served at Harvest House, uh, along the board and uh, in the office. The Prince are foster parents. Um, and I'm eager to ask you about all of this <laughs> um, in a little short period of time. But Dustin, you know, thank you for your willingness to serve God and your personal friendship and just the privilege that we have as serving here at Harvest. Thank you. Thank you. Let's begin at the foundation for us as believers. Would you tell me about your relationship with God? How did that begin um, What's God doing? Yeah, I um, God is good. I'll just I'll just set that out right on the table. Uh, no, so uh, I uh, grew up in a Christian home. I'm I'm more than blessed by that, and uh, honestly, it was uh, 
knowledge that was just gaining, but but really having the perspective and the conviction, it's a it's a lifetime learning, mm. and it just continues. I I I, I treasure the word sanctification because yeah. that's really truthfully what it is. Um, and Daisha and I, we actually uh, again, Daisha being being a believer, uh, it's that's so important to have a wife who is or a spouse who is. And, and so we've just been growing together in our 23 plus years of marriage. And, uh, and it's just exciting to just see how God just continues to give us grace and for us to give grace to others. And it's been a truly a remarkable, humbling experience. Yeah. You and Daisha have six kids, right? Three, three uh, bio kids and three yeah. foster kids. I don't know. Have you have have you had some other foster kids through the home as well? Yeah, we uh, we started down this path about three years ago, uh, only by God's curiosity that gave it to us. Mm. Um, truthfully, it's not something that you just go into willy nilly, if mm-hmm. I could say it like that. Right. Uh, Daisha and I really had no idea what to expect. And uh, well, I was going to ask you about that. Did you? I mean, in your background, were you like, hey, you always wanted to be foster parents? No, actually, <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. But actually, uh, we've always had a heart for children. Uh, God God actually gave us the um, patiently waiting game, mm. we called it. Uh, for our first eight and a half years of marriage, we were told that we could never, ever have children. Oh, really? So we were always uh, thinking about how, you know, and where God leads us. Uh, and so we've always had that curiosity. And then it just so happened to foster when we moved here. Uh, we actually, uh, then God gave us more curiosity and then came up to be this. And it's been, wow, that, that has been a... Um, lifetime learning (laughs) and it's been experiential learning if i could say it like that and just really just delving into his word i know you you say it this way you have six kids right i I mean they're all part of your family uh your three bio children how old are they they are 15 going to be 15 13 and 11 and then our foster children are eight five and four your three foster children, are they from the same family? Different? They have the same mother okay. um, and then different fathers, but uh, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that journey <laughs> as a foster family. I mean, three years, uh, in some ways, I'm sure it feels like a you know very short period of time. In other ways, it feels oh. like it's been a longer time. It is. There's a lot of challenges. Uh, some of them, I hope, I think you were prepared for. Well, God prepared you for all of it. Some of them you knew. A lot of them you didn't. Tell us a little bit about some of the challenges. Yeah, the challenges is uh, it's it's waiting on him. Uh, that's that's the main challenge. Mm. I, and I really, truly, sometimes when we read like in Psalm 40, be still and know that I am God, I, I, I don't think we understand that until you're in it. So the challenges are dealing as a parent on children who you have no clue what their backgrounds are. Mm-hmm. And being able to share the love of Christ. And again, it's like leading the horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And so it's a challenge because uh, there are uh, personalities that we can't, we don't know where they come from necessarily, but we know that they are children, beloved children of God. And that is something that Daisha and I, it's a spiritual tension Mm -hmm. uh, just to go through life as a challenge of being a parent to a child that's not necessarily where you can say, oh, yeah, that comes from, from my weakness. Right, that. right. You guys have awesome kids. Uh, how how have the, has the impact been on your older children? Yeah, if you would have asked them that same question that you asked me just 
just uh, just prior, they would have said, yeah, never. <laughs> I never mm. want to be a part of this situation. Mm. But truthfully, I feel I see them as a father uh, growing in the Lord. Mm. And this these experiences shape them. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, the, these are experiences that will that will, you know, that I pray that they see maybe not now necessarily that I don't think that they're thanking us for these situations, but I, but I, I pray that they'll see God in it. It's a beautiful picture, Dustin. I know you and Daisha do this because of your love for children that God placed in your heart, but because of your love for God and God's love for these children. Amen. Amen. As Christians, uh, we see our responsibility. In fact, of, uh, you know, as as believers, as children of God, to love those that he loves. And there's some that are, you know, our foster community across the island. There's such a tremendous Mm. need. I mean, I think 450 Mm. kids now. Um, And so thank you guys for answering the call. And with its challenges, could you tell us a little bit about some of the blessings that are connected as well? You know, the blessings are really, I I guess that we have been, Daisha and I have really been uh, uh, convicted by the Spirit on what it means to be adopted in Christ. Mm. I, I really truly yeah. feel it is, it, is a, it is a patchwork quilt, if I could just use that analogy, and that's what it is. The blessing is just seeing how God's love, and, it, and he does not call us that it's our responsibility to love them. He actually calls us to just share his love for wow. them. Wow, yeah, Dustin. And mm. that's and that's and that's something that took time and it's still it's still being worked out in our own lives, but the key is is God so loved the world that he gave his son. He that's what it is for us is saying that we just need to share his love for them and and because they they are children just like we are children. Mm-hmm. And so that's what it is. I want to move on to a couple of other conversations, but uh, but maybe before we get there, uh, this might be helpful for some people. There's a lot of pieces going on in your life, right? I mean, <laughs> we're, we'll talk about you know, some of the medical challenges, of course, that everybody understands. I, I mean, we only stand a, understand a little tiny bit, I'm sure, that, that you and your family have experienced. Um, but uh, man, maybe ask you this way. How do you balance all of these responsibilities? I mean... <laughs> Parents, job, career, home, school—you know all of that stuff. Wow! Yeah, uh, I fail um, every every day. I fail. Yeah. Um, every join, moment. join the crowd, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the place we all got to start, right? That Understanding. Is, yeah, that truly is the place. And so, again, um, I really, truly believe in in my own depravity in it all, and it's only by God's grace. Balancing is, you know, I used to have like five-year goals, 10-year goals. I mean, Daisha can attest, I was a huge type A goal (laughs) setter, and it has to be done. Now, truly, God has shown me just stay eternally focused on the present. Wow. Day by day. Day by day, moment to moment, not Mm. even a day. I don't even go 24 hours. I go moment to moment. Uh, And and because because God's divine opportunities are what it is. So that's the balance. But again, it starts out relationship with with God, Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and then Daisha, and then the children, and then everything else. And if I lose that balance, if I lose that priorities, I've lost it all. Yeah, that's good stuff, Dustin. I wish we had more time for that. Maybe that's a that's a part two because uh, we're all learning and and growing in that. But that's a pretty clear understanding of priorities. I appreciate that very much. Your medical doctor, 
right? Yes. Um, where did you train? Is that what brought you to Guam? Uh, so I grew up in Idaho, and then I went to and I um, went to undergrad in in Iowa. I, uh, Daisha and I met at a Christian uh, school in uh, Northwest Iowa, Sioux Center. I would call Dort College, and uh, we we met there. Uh, she faithfully said yes to marry me. Um, <laughs> and then we then uh, moved on and did different steps. And so uh, my education, uh, I have a master's in uh, sports medicine. Mm-hmm. And then I also then have my uh, doctor of uh, podiatric medicine, but with an emphasis in reconstructive foot and ankle trauma surgery um, with being board certified in the ankle and the foot with a mini fellowship in external fixation of the lower extremity. Uh, that was in Ohio and then residency in Iowa and the fellowship was in Russia. Uh, and then, uh, wow, and then I, the I didn't know that part. Yeah. And then How the long in Russia? I was there only, uh, during the Icelandic volcano. Oh, uh, that's all. That was outstanding. <laughs> so I was actually in Russia without a working visa. That was fun. But, uh-huh. uh, those just experiences, but sure. I was there for about six weeks. Okay. Great. Um, and then, um, and then, and then I then, uh, so I'm sorry, actually, yeah, uh, probably a couple weeks. And then um, and then from there, uh, then uh, military. Um, I was honored to serve in our in our nation's military yeah, in the thank United you States for that. Navy. Oh, no, I, I think all those have come before me and all mm. those who are there right now. Uh, so then I did that, and then that's where I really gained a lot of experience um, with what I do. And then I then was an, an assistant professor at the medical school that I went to in Ohio. Um, and then I was an assistant residency director in Texas and then came here. To oh, okay. Yeah. A lot of pieces. I a know that, pieces. I mean, there's so much that goes into anybody's there training is. in the medical yeah. field and the diversity of all of that background. So helpful for you, but it means you've been on Guam for how long? For about five years plus now. So 2016, we moved here in, uh, August of 2016. This has been a hard couple of years for healthcare no. providers worldwide, of course, but, um, I was going to say especially on Guam. I don't know if especially, but I know it's been hard on Guam. Can you explain some of the challenges? Yeah. um, There's really not too many textbooks written on pandemics, uh, pandemic management. So um, truthfully, if there is a way for, you know, and and I know we share this in this as well, it's uh, to bring unity uh, in this world that is just so, that has only disunity. Mm and division. And so it's been challenging in that way because in essence, um, it becomes very personal. And the healthcare workers, I admire each and every one of them, but I also respect and admire each and every patient. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's, um, it's been challenging in that way uh, because everybody's trying their best. And I truly believe that. And again, it's about looking beyond thyself and looking to others, serving others. And uh, but sometimes that can be that can be masked in, into into other things. And it's just uh, it, that's been the challenges. And it's like, where do we get our? Where do we develop our character? Where do where do we look for our reputation? Do we look at it in man, or do we look at it in God? And I try to be um, an example for to you. Got to look at it from God, and God is the and He's still in control. He is sovereign over all. So, but it's been challenging because there's no good textbook on right. all the medical uh, choices, decisions, and uh, and I admire the decision makers that we have. I do. I admire do you know? And uh, and again, I just want to make sure that that's said. Yeah. No, I appreciate that very much. Um, you know the uh, the challenges I know are 
are physical. I mean, we're understaffed uh, on island. Yeah. Maybe we are worldwide, but I, I know we are. are here. We're undermanned. Yeah. Um, and so I know that's a big piece. Uh, frontliners are working long, yeah. long hours, week after week, and now month and year after year, really. Yeah. Um, and maybe there's not a good answer to this, Dustin, but all of that, that real physical challenges, but along with that comes the tension and the stress. Is one greater than the other? I mean, how would you say that? I think it's all just the addition property. And I think it's not just the addition. I think it's the multiplication to the exponential world of just saying something that seems so menial Mm -hmm. uh, becomes so magnified. And then we lose sight of the ultimate focus and mission. And uh, but I have to I tell you what, the nurses, the administrators, the the uh, the um, the environmental services staffs at the hospitals on this island, uh, they are working tirelessly along with the physicians trying to make it a better place and for all. And it's um, and and I do respect and I respect our leaders trying to do what's best that they feel. But I I just I just continue just to pray for God's wisdom. Yeah. Well, we echo that uh, as a church, as people. I mean, thank you to you personally. It's because you're in front of me as a representative of so many people that are serving sacrificially in in many, many ways. Dustin, I wanted to ask you about this. Um, There's so much uh, division Mm -hmm. about a lot of decisions, you mentioned that, that are having to be made today about personally for people about vaccines and and mandates to get vaccines and lockdowns and social distancing and masks or no masks um there's just a, just a lot of things that are people are having to weigh a lot of different of opinions i mean i'm sure as a medical doctor um you know you want to encourage people to be safe and uh i sure i'm sure you have your own thoughts and opinions and educated opinions on this um, there's differences of opinion among Christians about these things. There's differences of opinion in mm-hmm. our church. You and I have yeah. talked about this before. How do we handle these kinds of differences as Christians and in a church family? Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, it's loaded. I know. It's loaded. Wow. And, you know, these are hard hard topics. Mm. And the And I feel that the church should not shy away from them. So I appreciate that. Because I feel what better place to speak about it than in church, as a believer, as a family. But it's so hard because it's about perspective, it's about conviction, and it, and it's really just about, you know, and respecting each other. Mm-hmm. It's about respecting. So, but again, I really, I really go back to Colossians 2 verse 8, and when... When Paul says, see to that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, elemental elemental spirits of the world, not according to Christ. Mm. And I go to that only because we need to make sure that we have the type J personality type, which is Jesus. Mm. You know, I know we are type A, B, C, or D according to personality types, but Honestly, we all need to have the type J. Amen. And I'm telling you what, it is about service. It's about, you know, it's about it's about following when you don't want to follow. It's about knowing that God is in control. God is sovereign. God ordained leaders to come. 
And it's about showing the love of Christ on an on a on a scale that just seems so dark and so divided. And the, and the devil's working so hard to divide. And I, and Jesus gave us so many great examples in His Word. And you know, just if I can just speak about the mustard seed, for example, the parable of the mustard seed to any farmer in Idaho where I grew up, the mustard seed is the worst noxious seed there ever is. <laughs> it's a noxious weed. It, it will kill alfalfa. No, I didn't know that. So when I, whenever I read that parable, I'm like, wow. Okay, so, God, so Jesus is talking to us like a noxious weed that I never want to see ever in a field. Mm. And, but, then, but then you have to actually get it. Again, it's all about perspective. And it's about conviction, not condemnation. And it's about building the character. But, but, but God gave us each different gifts and talents. And it's really just coming together in a unity, which means agreeing to disagreeing sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it just means it just, just, it just grow uh, in his family. Feels like, um, you, you know, uh, no church is perfect for sure. Um, it does feel like our church has weathered uh, some big disagreements because not everybody disagrees. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, but there does seem to be a sense of unity in it. There, you know, it changes depending on the topic because <laughs> everybody yeah. feels so passionate about a number of things. Um, but I'm thankful for I think some godly people, godly leaders, godly communicators in in the church. Uh, Dustin, what would you say would be sort of the keys as far as communicating with somebody that maybe doesn't see it exactly the way that you would? What what does that that J personality trait call us to do? Wow. And then you go to 2 Timothy passage 2, verse 24, basically saying that the Lord's servant is not quarrelsome, kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting opponents with gentleness. It's really the internal humility leads to external gentleness Mm. and that's how we need to speak right Mm. and so leaders are you know you will be looked on with your speech your conduct your love and your faith and your purity heavy heavy Mm. but really it's truly it's about showing the external gentleness and it's about respecting each and everybody's opinion for example Sometimes the best data we have is not good data, mm. but it's the best we have. Right. It's what God has given us right now in the medical community. But if we're waiting for 100%, it's not, that's not going to happen. But sometimes there is the leap of faith sometimes. And then too, it's, but it's just about respecting each and every one of them as, you know, so each and every one of us as a beloved child of God. Mm. Man, Dustin, that's really, really helpful. I'm thankful for that perspective. I, I knew we were going to talk about this a little bit. I didn't nec- even necessarily know what you'd say. And um, just the spirit of that, and I think that's the Holy Spirit really guiding in in that conversation, in, in those words. If you were able to, um, you know, just encourage uh, believers or others <laughs> that would be listening kind of through this difficult season, what, what would you tell them? I guess something that, came up to me uh i was convicted by by our holy spirit is saying why do we fight for control for something we don't own you know we 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 need to keep our eyes on jesus with everything and again it's really it's really what would you do if jesus was standing here oh yeah he is (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's really just showing that love that patience that kind of and jesus gives us so many great examples in the bible because he was going after the 
you know, the, the, the church leaders of the day there. But what he did was he had that gentleness and something to me that, that means a lot. And it's just showing that grace and kindness through it all. Well, I know that, um, you know, I know that there are differences of opinion. I, I know you that know. for you, uh, with your background, uh, you have uh, uh, not just opinions, you know, you have to make decisions on the, you know, the care and the health of people day by day um, and recommendations. There's a weight to that. I know that you feel just in our personal talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's just a weight because, I mean, I mean, I, I'm not all the way always on the front line, but it's just being a leader for those who are. Yeah. And it's just really just being, a, being like a spokesperson. But really, truthfully, there, it's, um, it's a heavy. Yeah. And it's really just showing because what I, what I'm afraid of in the, in the devil's trying hard is having burnout. Mm-hmm. And I'm just afraid of that. Cause we don't have, like you said, we don't have the ability to have any physician or nurse burnout. We don't have the, right. we don't have that data. Well, listen, um, I'm praying, uh, you know, our church is praying together, uh, for you and for your colleagues. Yeah. Um, so many that are serving, I mean, you're talking about serving people, you're serving our community, uh, in, in places where it's it's not always uh, there's not always enough thankfulness that's <laughs> given, and so I hope that you're hearing that from us, and I know that you're hearing that from others. Thank, Thank you. you for serving in that way. Thank you for the approach, you know, just to say uh, about how how do we walk you know through these waters and do it in, in the ways that Jesus would. I really appreciate that. Uh, that. I just appreciate this time. Thank you, Pastor. And again, it's just learning from failures, and that's <laughs> really what it is. All right, thanks, Dustin. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. We want to personally invite you again to one of our two services this weekend at the church, either at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. Of course, we'd love to see you at either. We do have a live stream available also, which is at 11 a.m. HBCGuam.org is where you find that. HBCGuam.org. We do have Korean and Japanese translation offered during that 11 a.m. service. This week, from Ephesians 4, the responsibility of the church. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.